Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and we're here for a special laid-back Christmas episode to finish off 2020. We'll take a look at the last few news stories of the year, including the KF console and the Super Nintendo World Direct. After that, we'll chat a little about Control, Red Dead Online, and the Contra Collection, and tell you about some games that we associate with Christmas. You can check us out and follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. on the map Christmas special we got going on here so uh like always I'm Daniel and I'm here with Robert and how are you doing today uh I'm doing fine uh on the edge a bit but <laughs> nothing too bad I feel you how it's you Christmas been? though I'm, I'm pretty good you know just in the Christmas spirit and wait you know I heard something was coming on channel 6th H it's one of my favorite Christmas specials it's called Ice Cap Zone Christmas. Let's let's listen on in. It's the morning of Christmas. I deliver so many gifts. So I implores you, dear listener, hear me. I insist. You may be wondering whose voice this is. So I'll tell you. It's your main man, St. Nicholas. A PS5 for Fred and an Xbox to Sue. Remember, they both play what's old and what's new. So Fred, remember that Demon Souls is the reason. And hey Sue, I heard there's a new Destiny season. I awoke from a long morning Christmas nap. And there it was, a brand new markers on a map. Right there under the tree, with a whole bunch of presents, so let's listen in. Come on ladies, come on gents. Strife is in Darksiders, with co-op action. Melting waves of enemies, much to my satisfaction. Destroy all humans, blend it old with new, and we even got a sequel called Deadly Premonition 2. Rehydrated showed us that licensed games are great. We even got Samurai Jack, who wasn't a second too late. There's also Paper Mario in the shelf on the store. And Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 of Likely 4. When we were down, Fog Eyes brought us up. And Among Us said that enough was enough. Animal Crossing let millions live out a dream, and Resident Evil 3 let everyone scream. Ghost of Tsushima was one of a kind. Hades was a miracle of body and mind. Persona 5 Royal was one of the best, and Tony Hawk showed us that time is no test. Miles Morales swung around to save the day, and Halo got delayed, but that's okay. There's plenty to see, and there's plenty to do. It's Christmas in St. Nicholas, but I think you knew. It's winter in Gameland, the end of the year. So the Markers crew has an episode full of holiday cheer. Put your headphones on, sit back, and relax, because that is the end of this new Knuckles track. So, like we said, we got our little kind of basically a Christmas special going on right here this year. End of the year, final episode of 2020. We did it. Next time is New Year's, and... So, let's scrounge up what little news we have left for the year. 
Um, <laughs> it's very, if you look at it, last episode was an ocean of news. Right now, we just got a puddle. Yeah, it's kind of a puddle of news, like the puddle uh, that they fixed in the remaster of Spider-Man that got everybody so, like, riled up in pre-release footage. So let's get this started. <laughs> before before we start, uh, funny story. Oh, go uh, for it. Quick story. My, a friend, I was watching him play Spider-Man, and he said, I really like this Easter egg. And I'm like, what's the Easter egg? Uh, apparently, in, I, don't, I don't know which one it is, either Miles or the, or the uh, last one. Where on the Spidey tweet, someone says, hey, is New York in a drought? It seems to be a lot less puddles everywhere. That is definitely done on purpose. <laughs> and I didn't catch on to it first. And then, it, and then it, I caught on that the whole thing with like the whole less puddles. I was like, oh, I get it. It's definitely on purpose. That was a big deal back in 2018 when there was like a pre-release demo that they screened at somewhere i think this is how it goes and the puddle was not what it appeared to be based on the lighting from an earlier demo that they showed and it was like oh what's wrong with the puddles it's like i'll tell you what's wrong with the puddle not enough news this week (laughs) (laughs) that's true let's start with nintendo urine review so this is a thing like playstation did last year where nintendo sends out emails to people to see what their total play time or most played games of the year is. I know you probably have you looked at yours yet? Bruh, I don't I don't think there's any point to look at mine. Like I haven't played the Switch at all this year. I guess I have because I looked at mine and it was like 623 hours and I'm like that's just the Switch. Not the PS4 and the PS5 as well. That's just the Switch. It's like what did I play that long? And I like 200 hours of Animal Crossing maybe like 150 of pokemon and then it says i played 63 different switch games and i'm like i didn't get 63 games this year so uh, probably probably deadly premonition actually deadly premonition um was on my top five most played of the year i think it was <clears throat> like fourth out of the on the top five it's funny because my third most played was the paper mario game and the difference between how much I played that and how much I played Shield version is like 150 hours. <laughs> like I played Mario for 30, I know for a fact. So with Pokemon being the only one above that, I was kind of like eye-opening and then Animal Crossing above that. But uh, I guess this means that next year I'll have a lot of Switch games to talk about that we haven't covered yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, they also did that Nintendo Direct for the Super Nintendo World. They didn't really show much. I caught most of it. Um, what I did see, though, was like they have like a little Toad Mario-themed restaurant. And they've got like little screens with the Toads kind of cooking the food and everything. And I don't know if you've seen the food that they have yet, but it looks really cool. <laughs> the only thing I caught from that was some jealousy because it's in, only in Japan. <laughs> I feel like they'll make one here at some point. I don't know if they've stated that. <laughs> but I want them to, man. I do too, because they, I guess they showed those, like, wristbands that are, like, interactive. They showed, like, a sneak peek of the Mario Kart area. I guess it's, like, a Mario Kart deal that you drive around with, with, like, AR goggles or something like that. And a preview of the food, there's, like, a 
bowl pizza bowl thing that's like a mushroom shape or like the mario burger or something you know i do mean our theme park just would be better but <laughs> do they got the dk banana see i want a dk banana on the stick oh i i guarantee you those will show up in the um in the mario kart ar but a dk <laughs> banana on a stick <laughs> with some like chocolate sauce or something oh yeah uh, frozen treats going around the park and all that yeah so super nintendo world is something that i think is just really cool and honestly it looks massive it looks like a dream come true it looks like a, a wonderland now nah, we just need uh dkc world oh actually i i would i would think Donkey Kong Country World would be even cooler than Mario, like Super Nintendo Imagine World, honestly. They did the uh, second one. Oh, that'd and be they cool. they had the arcade like, world. Maybe Disneyland could just turn Pirates of the Caribbean into King K. Rule on the coast or something like that. So, there's that. Super Nintendo World. That looks fun. Uh, next up, we've got some Fall Guys news, actually. So, I'm pretty sure this is ending soon so i mean if you're playing fall guys you probably already know but they gave a free santa costume to everybody who logs in um this week and it's pretty nice uh but to go along with that they did this very endearing and cute little christmas like commercial for the game which features like your typical holiday story of oh a fall guy gets up and uh, he's distracted by the crowns, and he's sad because he's breaking things, but then everybody welcomes him back in for Christmas present unwrapping, and he just gives his gifts. I mean, y- you've seen it. I, it brought it brought a little a little tiny tear to my eye. Yeah, I, I see it. My favorite part is when he goes uh, after the tree part. He, like, tries to get the crown, and he drops the tree. Yeah. He goes outside, and there's a dog, and then he notices the tail, and he then tries to grab the tail. I know, and it's just, everything ended with him kind of messing something up for somebody, but the, 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 the emotion, the display, like the eyes, the way they did the eyes, the CGI's was really cool, and then it's just like, it, it warmed my heart. It's just like, Fall Guys is one of those things that that warms my heart every single time that they, they do something. Like, I know some YouTubers and streamers like Ninja uh, donated, uh, quite a bit of money to the special effect charity so they're all getting kind of costumes and everything so it's just fall guys to me seems like i i can't see where fall guys is ever doing anything wrong it's always just very endearing very charming and very welcoming of like a community or a game in general so i think that they really got us in the in the spirit of christmas not to mention those new game modes are amazing <laughs> and anything that uh helps out the less fortune or people you just anyone who really needs help no matter what it is it's always welcome regardless of how big or small it impacted it it's always welcome yeah uh the one thing from the trailer though because i remember when they announced that fall guys are like six feet tall so people are like uh they it'd be really weird seeing a fall guy like in person but actually from the trailer he didn't seem that out of place. No, the the way they did it with the real costume, because they they did some kind of a behind the scenes video or uh, earlier, where they show kind of how they shot the commercial. But it's a real guy in a real costume, so they can make it like 
actual size and then the eyes were cg so yeah it, it really didn't look out of place it looked very natural and i i get that it's a commercial but just it it really encompasses the spirit of that game for me and honestly if it weren't for certain other games that i like that come out this year for me it it's 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 up there it's up there for tops this year for sure if being honest it's probably the best fun like play together party game exactly i don't think i don't think anything else is is better than it. it's just a good time put it this way if you can get me into a battle royale that's not tetris 99 you're doing something right true anyway there's other news this week few little things <laughs> one is that kfc gaming is releasing its own like pc called the kf console now this is a gaming pc that can run up to 240 frames with ray tracing and vr and all that good stuff so cool right it's like a normal mm -hmm. gaming pc but you'd be wrong to call this a normal gaming pc considering it has like a compartment where you can store like excess kfc fried chicken so that it stays warm because i guess maybe you'll get hungry in between a round of your favorite game ever uh fortnite and <laughs> you're you're grinding for the green arrow skin and you you just want some chicken so you reach your hand into the kf console and oh wow there's piping hot chicken in here this is this is an interesting product first things first why didn't we <laughs> think of this uh because we're not uh i mean maybe we're crazy but we're not that crazy but i don't it better be grease proof because if it ain't like air fried or anything like where it's like dry fried chicken is pretty greasy so it, it better be grease proof the the thing that bothers me is i wouldn't be eating fried chicken playing uh, on my expensive like gaming controller because i can't do mouse and keyboard i need a controller i wouldn't want to be like well eat fried chicken in between around like oh a round is starting in 40 seconds uh let me just like wipe my fingers off on a napkin or something it's still gonna have grease on it oh yeah imagine that getting in the in the cracks of the keyboard or even yeah. like the controller like the joystick like the, the under part of it and then you move it around and it gets inside the actual like controller yeah so here's my proposition for the kf console supply each kf console with a little fried chicken holder so that you can take it out of the the PC. It's weird to say. With the holder. And it's got like a grease catcher. And you don't have to actually touch it. You just have it in the holder. You know like a pair of tongs. Except more, except you don't have to like hold it down the whole time. <laughs> See. Now I was thinking instead of fried chicken. Hear me out. Like those little like uh, popcorn chicken. It's, it's fried chicken. Oh, yeah. It, it's fried. What if it just do that, but instead of maybe with the tongs, but I was thinking, what if you just press a button and it shoots out popcorn chicken in your mouth and you just like each time it's like a quick game, like oh, popcorn chicken break and you just shoot one in your mouth and you just eat it right there. You go. You don't have to touch nothing. Even better. It shoots one up in the air and you catch the popcorn chicken in your mouth. See, but what if you're in an, an intense game? Well, then again, if if you're hitting the button, I don't think you're paying attention to the screen. Yeah. So that might be better. If you're quick enough, you can do it in, in, in the middle of a match. But usually you do it in between a match. But we can go a step further. And 
You know what? We're making our own. We're making our <laughs> own. It's gonna hold. It's gonna make sure that your main mission with cheese is nice and toasty when you want to eat it between rounds, and you're not playing Fortnite or Call of Duty or PUBG or Apex. You're playing Fall Guys or I don't know God Eater games. Be like Borderlands. <laughs> playing a good, a quick game of Among Us. Yeah. Although you don't really need to take a break in Among Us. I guess it's just walking around and typing. But again, I haven't played it yet. <laughs> but, you know, like always, with this, we're getting ahead of ourselves. And we still got a few more stories. Uh, now, this is just a small thing. When you play a PS4 game with a PS5 version on the PlayStation 5, it will give you a warning that you're playing the PS4 version. So this kind of helps with some of the confusion we've seen kind of coming up over the past couple weeks. Yeah, I, the only real way to know if you're playing the right version is, one, is to make sure that you uninstall whichever version you don't want. It, like If you're on the PS5, obviously you want that version to run, so you probably would uninstall the PS4 version. But uh, if you if you don't even realize that you have to uninstall it, the only other way, too, was to press hub uh, to get like huh like hover over the game press options and then go to the very bottom where it says uh game version and then from there it'll tell you which version it's running on i remember having this issue with borderlands 3 the first day the ps5 came out where it's like i did the data transfer and it brought over the ps4 version and then it's like upgrade to ps5 version i'm like wait i didn't know you had to like upgrade it when you transfer the game over so with this kind of little convenience mm, and i haven't tried it yet maybe they'll come up with a fix for having the console off with a ps4 disc with a game with a ps5 update will like start installing the ps4 version when you turn on the console so that mm. seems like something that could get fixed down the line i haven't had that problem but i think you've had once right only only when i turn the console on from being off with borderlands in it will okay. it start installing the ps4 and i'll have to go to downloads and delete it i i haven't had any other disc-based uh ps4 games that have upgrades okay so weird stuff so there's another bit of siege news last siege yeah. news of 2020 right here for its uh fifth year anniversary of of its release date it added a new mode to the game called legacy mode um, and what it does is it brings back three original, just like no rework maps, a uh, plane, Hereford base and house and all original characters. Mm-hmm. Um, no, none of the DLC characters, none of like, no year ones, just all original, original operators from the start. Um, there's, they still have their reworks. They still have like certain, cause I believe, uh, Chichanka, how we said he had his complete rework. It's not the original. It's still reworked to Chonka, but basically what it does is that it brings back the original uh, also loadout to weapons in that game. And the main focus of Siege, uh, right before I picked it up, sadly, was the season right before I picked it up, which I believe was like Blood Orchid. The two defending operators by the name of uh, Bandit and Jaeger had a scope on their weapon called an ACOG. And in in games all around, ACOG is a 2.5 zoom in. So basically, people were being spawn peaked from the start of the game because there were three speeds. With uh, I think Jaeger even has like an assault rifle on his side, like he has like a, you know something that he shouldn't have. 
because most things are is different between offense and defense. Um, so they kind of took it away. Basically, at the end of the day, all this mode is is just oh yeah, Bandit Jaeger have their ACOG back. So enjoy it for like eighteen days that we have uh, this game mode up for special event times. <laughs> yeah, it's which. These- these special events, they they always do something like really cool that you hate to see when it leaves. <laughs> I don't know why, but Siege does this a lot. It'll make a game mode and it'll get rid of it and it won't bring it back. And I'm just like, why? I- examples like uh, um, Operation Chimera, they had like a, a like an alien outbreak mode, and it they've never brought it back. And and people seem to like really like it. So it doesn't do the Overwatch thing where they kind of just recycle the event every year. Yeah, they, I'm they assuming don't that's do what that. Overwatch they, does. <laughs> yeah, Overwatch does bring back events, but I think that's the whole point that Siege needs to understand. It's like, well, I personally think that this mode needs to be in it um, because I think sometimes you some people crave that old feeling of Siege um, yeah. with most everything, but it shouldn't be the, the new standard game mode. I understand why the, the, the way the game is, basically. Like, I get it, but sometimes you want an old mode or find a, a way to play those i guess the old game and you know in modern ways so it, it would be nice if they at least would add more game modes like permanently like a legacy mode that's permanently there or another mode that they may think of down the line and they just keep it for, on there for for a good while at least not for like i think the longest i think 20 days was the longest i think one of them last for i think that was the halloween one it feels like a you know ewok hunt on uh battlefront 2 did not used to be a permanent mode, but I guess it was ta- uh, received so well that they just decided to make it a permanent mode, and people play it. Like, you you don't have trouble finding a game on Ewok Hunt, so these little special event games that take off should be put into the main game if if, if the demand is there. So I, That's probably still my favorite mode. I really like the Ewok mode. It's a lot of fun. It's tense and ridiculous, <laughs> but good fun. It, it's good fun. So... One last little bit of news this week. So Hades did not win Game of the Year at the Game Awards. We know this. It was Last of Us Part 2. But Hades won Game of the Year from IGN. And that's a site that a lot of people go to. So I say congratulations to Hades and well-deserved. One day I'll beat a run of Hades and it'll be glorious. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has a different Game of the Year. I mean, my Game of the Year probably... See, God of War because I beat it this year. So that's my Game of the Year. True, that works. There's, There's... youtubers that we've watched that consider old games that they've only played this year to be part of that year so i'm still gonna say ghost because i mean persona 5 royal is my favorite game and that also came out this year but ghost was a new game whereas p5r was a remake so i'll say ghost for me game of the year two big playstation exclusives for us so there's that that was news that i it's it's so small like it's basically like it's done yeah, that's that's the last bit of news we have this year. For the S the cap off twenty twenty. Yep. Well we do have one one little thing left. You know what it is. Hmm? It's it's in this it's in this perfectly wrapped like box. So let me just take off the Was that a, a thump in the night coming from the chimney? I think so. And and I have it. I have the gift here in my hands. It's this week's Nintendo Direct rumor, and it's signed with like a little like a like a lizard hand, I think. Like it's got lizard prints on it. All right. And here it's at the top. It says, "Twas the Gex before Christmas." In this new Switch platformer, 
experience a true winter wonderland through the power of Gex. Now it's telling me to read it like... Okay. Okay. I haven't been this illuminated since leading the sleigh at Santa's house. I haven't seen fake watches like this since being a penguin at Olive's house. This is like waiting to be a dentist at elf practice. This is like being an elf that doesn't want to make a drum that goes pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. I haven't seen jolly lists like this since Donnie Osmond was a cartoon. This is like carving the roast beast at the Grinch's house. This is like being a magic silk hat at Frosty's house. I haven't seen dancing like that since I drank hot chocolate at a train conductor's house. This is like having a movie marathon for Christmas at Freeform's house, but also every other holiday. Hey, did you ever see Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July? Uh... No. Oh, that's a good one. But really, this is like trying to find out how or why Grandma got run over by a reindeer at Cousin Mel's house. This is like snow in the south, never, at Heat Miser's house. This is like hanging one lone ornament off a tiny tree at Charlie Brown's house. This is like being an animated version of a character that first appeared on something that was not received well and has never been received well, but the character is so popular and had has had many comic books, movies, and TV shows feature said character, as well as a recently announced live action series which looks like it's going to be pretty amazing. You know, like a dream come true for many people. Like a Christmas miracle. Yeah. This is like being silver and gold at Yukon Cornelius' house. This is like seeing an actual living M&M and fainting as Santa Claus at someone's house. This is like not being able to stop hearing the same Christmas song at Donald Duck's house. This is like, I won't do it, me neither, at Mother Nature's house. Also a one-liner about the Pac-Man Christmas special because it existed. And let's not make... Let's not forget any of the Christmas specials that didn't make it to this informational brochure because I likely forgot some, but that just gives you to incentive to play the all-new Twas the Gex Before Christmas. Sure to be as fun as slaying a dragon at- wait, that's next month. But there's a season pass because there's so many holidays to celebrate with Gex himself. Who wrote this? I don't know who this Gex guy is, but- I don't want him to write at the, at, at, with us anymore. <laughs> what are these jokes, Mr. Gex? I, I don't get it. He's just saying certain things that happen at certain celebrity Christmas special characters from the 60s house. And also a obscure Cartoon Network Christmas special about an elf who didn't want to make a drum that goes pump 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 that came out about, like, what, 14, 15 years ago? But that's besides the point. The weirdest part is that it wouldn't, the letter wouldn't go forward if, unless I answered it. <laughs> it's almost like he was just reading it off behind us or something. I don't know. He actually wouldn't, the, it wouldn't flip to the next page unless I answered the question. Oh, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot to unpack here. You, you, you could do 20 episodes of the podcast just looking at all the references here. It's like reading a book with too much references at an author's house who shall not be named. How do we feel about this switch rumor? Are you excited for it? I'm I'm plenty excited, considering that Gex, none of the references that Gex made in here have escaped me. I know all these Christmas specials. I'm a Christmas special aficionado. So, yes, I'm looking forward to it. And and to have other holidays coming as part of the season pass. Just look at the possibilities. St. Patrick's Day, uh, Valentine's Day, uh, April Fool's. There's there's tons of holidays. Oh yeah. 
What about you? Are you looking forward to it? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how he did the whole question thing. I don't know how he got into my house. Uh, I don't want Gex near me. <laughs> Get back, Gex. <laughs> There's only one uh, an- a classic anthropomorphic uh, character that I like, and he goes by the name of Rocky Rodent. Ah, uh, he's a good one. And, and you know what I realize? It's been well, well over a year since the last general nintendo direct so by the time there's another direct if there isn't one of these rumors that is actually true i'm gonna think that's pretty odd (laughs) (laughs) by the time a general direct comes out one of these things has to be real okay they're rumors i get it we get them i I opened this one in a christmas box from gex i guess but they've got to be real so we can look at them and say (gasps) They are real. That in mind. Final game discussion of 2020. I finished Control. I think I said that I finished the story last week. So since mm-hmm. last week I've done the DLC. So I'll get into that a little bit. Um, Since I'm a little more like... Control's a confusing game. But it's also really cool. So basically the, the conceit of Control is that... You're playing as Jesse Faden in a building called the oldest house and it's a company called the the federal bureau of control so this is a building that changes shape things go in and out of like interdimensional like shape-shifting things in the building but the idea is that in control there are objects called objects of power that are weird things that connect you to another world and then there's like altered items which are things that react in odd ways to certain, like, stimuli, I want to say. So your major issues in control are like, oh no, this fridge is evil. So I I like this example. Because in one part of the game, you're in a place called the Panopticon, where they keep these objects that they are monitoring. And there's a fridge. And the fridge needs to be stared at 24-7. So there's a guy that's staring at the fridge, and you have to, you know, rescue him from staring at the fridge. But as soon as he looks away, the fridge, like, sucks him into another world, and now you have to go inside the fridge and fight against a boss and stuff like that. You've got those things that are going crazy, changing the building, and then you've got the enemies of the game, which are called the Hiss. Those are basically, like, people being possessed by some kind of entity in the building and you're using like telekinetic powers to throw things at them you're using a transformable gun called the service weapon which doubles as like a shotgun or a sniper rifle but it's just your basic little handgun the story is uh she's looking for her brother because of something that happened in their hometown when they were younger and these people are have like what's called an altered world events that cause strange things to happen in towns and then every like little object from a rubber ducky to a tv like an old tube tv can be treated as like something dangerous or a villain so i think it's really cool that they have this game that's based around everyday objects being sort of sinister and you being in this messed up building trying to figure out why it's in lockdown or what's going on with that this is control this is control why does it sound like you're talking you're saying the plot of like 
like Portal 3 or something. Exactly. It's it's just like it caught me off guard because I thought this was just going to be like a generic third person shooter. I, I I had no idea that it was about these oddities and like this weird building that has strange objects that are like, "Oh no, don't go near that or this object has to be monitored." There's one part where, and it, it could be big objects too. So there's one part in some of the DLC where there's the, like a like a train car, and you go into this train car and it has like echoes of, oh, this train car was in a crash. But like you have to touch the objects in order for the story to play out. And then there's like a flamingo, like one of those flamingo like plastic flamingo statues you follow it through a hallway and it, it keeps shooting you out of the door unless you fly through the hallway but then the world around you is all twisted and distorted so there's weird things like that personally for me there is an ashtray that turns into a place called the ashtray maze now the first time i went into it um it was hard to navigate i didn't really know what i was doing but then i realized i was doing it wrong and basically Spoilers for like 30 seconds. When you figure out what to do, you're greeted by this whole sequence that's just the building folding in and out of itself. Walls are going up, down, to the side. You're sinking through the floor. You're going forward really fast. Doors are opening and closing. Enemies are shooting at you everywhere with tons of like really cool, awesome music playing to like fit the mood perfectly. And I think as far as sequences in games go, that might have been the coolest sequence I've ever seen and it caught me really off guard. So that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> the the PS5 version is not out yet, right? No, it's actually coming out in February. So I actually am probably going to replay the story. Okay, because I, I was trying to remember if it was out by now. Yeah, it'll be in February. I guess they're doing a 4K 30 or a 60 frames mode. Obviously, you know what I'm going for, 60 frames. Yeah. Um, DLC was not great. It was interesting. Since we're talking about it quickly, I'm kind of doing the story a disservice, but at the same time, I'm going to need to play through it a second time just to understand the story. <laughs> like, it's it's got enough twists and turns and weird things going on. kind of starts out in media's rest, so um, there's a lot to unpack there. But the DLC kind of... The game itself, the main game, felt like it had natural progression. You were getting something new or some kind of new development was happening pretty constantly, but the DLC kind of felt like padding a lot of times but like we kind of know a lot of dlc that feels like that or sometimes you have one area and you're doing the same thing over and over again in the dlc it, it was fine but like the ultimate edition was the only way to get the upgrade and i just felt like you know it's worth going through once i don't know if i'll replay the dlc when the ultimate edition comes out but um i might have more to say on control when I replay the PS5 version, but right now I'm going to let it kind of marinate and settle in. It's honestly, believe the hype. Again, I've said it like three weeks in a row now. It's a really good game. So there's control. So what you, uh, what you've been playing this week? I've been continuing with uh, Red Dead online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember you showed me some of the cool stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. I finished the outlaw pass. Yeah. I was trying to remember the name. It's called the outlaw pass and I uh, finished it up the hundredth level right is that what they yeah they it goes it goes all the way to a hundred um it it's worth it most of the outlaw pass is worth it because it costs 40 gold to do it but you get the gold back you just have to finish the actual pass itself 
Yeah, it, it, when, and when you were showing it to me, it does look like when you get the outlaw pass, like, the rewards you get for leveling up are, like, there's a lot more. Like, you might get a few here and there for not having it, but when you have it, it looks like you get quite a bit of stuff. Kind of, like, similar to Avengers. Yeah, it's like every, every tier does have an award uh, for everything, so... Uh, I got it for the main reason I got it because the uh, belt buckle at the end, mm-hmm. I really liked it and I wanted it. But obviously, is they had some other things here and there that I also wanted to. But uh, this one compared to the second one, I thought the second one was better because I think the second one had more like coupons in the battle pass where I could use it to buy certain uh, cosmetics and certain horses and certain uh, weapons to like at a discounted price. So it can use it basically use it in the store and then. Uh, Instead of paying the full price, I could actually get like thirty to like almost like sixty percent off certain things. Mm-hmm. A lot less of this this season, but not too bad. Did help me get to the uh, naturalist role to level five, and that's when you can start doing like uh, legendary animal like uh, hunting. But you you don't hunt them; you you just sedate it and then take their DNA, and then that, that's the mission's complete. Uh, after that, just uh, let them go on their their day, just revive them, let them be in the wilderness and all that. I think they just dropped the christmas uh season like the like the i think it's weekly i don't know when it ends but i think it's until new year's the like it's all snowy and red dead and all that and you had that christmas tree i really liked the christmas tree the, the christmas tree they add like like holidays i think in the saloons the piano actually does play christmas music oh that's cool it's, it's like they're doing something like it, it doesn't seem like it gets as heavily updated as GTA Online, but they're doing something like kind, of, kind of festive. I hope this does get updates like GTA. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they add train robberies or something like some cool like high stuff like I guess like cowboy style like 18, 1890, right? This is what takes place. Yeah, 1899. Or does the Eight, MP take place earlier? It takes earlier. Oh, okay, so it's probably it takes, 1890. It takes right before the second one. A lot of the rewards that they really do got, uh, give, I believe, last Christmas season, I got a a, a skin for one of my weapons. It, I, I like that one the most compared to this year's. This year wasn't too bad, mm-hmm. um, but I really like last year's uh, Christmas decoration for, I believe, it was a double barrel. I believe in, in the mail, it'll give you, like, food, like, you know, like, roasted chicken. You know, they, they kind of give, like, they you know, they give the online people, like, presents but obviously in the game world where it's like food and then maybe some like treasures or maybe some like collector's map and or whatever you really whatever you're like currently doing it'll get, it'll benefit you because i believe it gives you something for that role yeah but it took me about a week maybe less than a week to finish that battle system but it was like kind of playing the whole way through yeah it's not that bad so i probably will s- take a break from online because i don't want obviously i don't like playing something for too long because then i get bored of it and i have no interest in it for a while so i'll probably take a break from it uh maybe if you get back on it sooner or later or even if you get like it's to the point where it's like if you even if you want to get on it like tonight or something like i'll still probably play it but as of me like doing it solo like i probably just take a break for like a couple days maybe like two to three days most i don't think anything more than that is necessary you also you also showed me something else last night that I thought was pretty cool. And we tried. We tried share play. <laughs> See, now this has never happened. So uh, I got the Contra collection because I actually really do like Contra. It's like one it's like Metal Slug and Contra are my favorite like arcade style like uh like shoot 'em ups. Yeah, and you you have told me that you can beat 
Contra and you have beaten Contra. And I'm like, wow, I've never gotten past the first level of Contra. I, I'm trying to do it without the 30 level code or the 30 lives code, but that one's that one's going to be a, a challenge. But uh, this is like, I showed you last night all the way through after me not playing for like years. I think the last time I played Contra was a good five years ago, maybe. Give maybe a little bit more. Uh, because Contra 4 is my favorite one, and that was for the DS, and that one has Contra 1 and the original Contra 1 and 2 from the NES on there, so I used to play it on that one. I just think you were shocked of how many, like, like how much that 30 uh, lies code actually works, and it helps, but just how much stuff it does, like, it just drains so much life away from, from each level. I have never, in any game, seen as much nonsense going on at the same time as that one with like the spike walls that that pop up i think that's like seven it's like right before yeah. no it's seven world stages right it's seven or eight seven or eight sounds about right but it was like the second to last one yeah basically it was it was almost the last one um yeah that one i i lost most i think i lost like 10 on that one yeah, you actually lost the remainder of that original 30 on that one. But, like, yeah. I could hardly blame you because if I was doing that without save states, I would already have quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of that, it was the the funny part, and like I said, this has never happened before, is that we've played SharePlay before here and there. It's been bad at moments, but never to the point where it just disconnects you. Like, yeah. I played it where it, it may not look the nicest but I, it's still playable like okay i can still play it you know but it's never happened to the point where just in the middle of the games and we've done it like four times where it just like kicked you out of the share play yeah and i was like come on it's contra it's it's a it's an 8-bit game let us play yeah contra one uh i have not been super c super c is much harder mm -hmm. and you only get 10 lives and then I showed you Hardcore. And that one looks awesome. I've never seen that one, so I didn't know that you just like a, there's like a werewolf that you play as or like Giru from Dragon Ball GT or cool <laughs> things that pop off this, like that. I know. It's such a it's such a good game, but it's so hard. Unless you're playing the uh, Japanese version, which gives you Japanese three version. hits per life, which I like better than one hit death. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like I would always prefer the Japanese version, but the problem with that one too is that that game has multiple like playthroughs where you can choose which path you want to do. Like I told you how after defeating kind of like the first area boss, it tells you if you want to pursue following like the enemy or you have to go back and like save the base because the base is like under attack. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like that where it's like, well, if you play the Japanese version, you're just going to have to click a random one and see what happens next. And then hopefully you, you know what you're doing or what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, or just bring up a guide or something. I mean, yeah, a guide's not going to help you beat Contra, but it might help with the decision-making process. It just seems like a series that's made for raw skill, straight from the get-go. Like, those 3D stages in the first one, I didn't know that was a thing, and I did not like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just I wish I had four. Four is my favorite. Maybe they'll do a second collection one of these days. Like the well, I don't know if they could do a second collection for Contra. There's there's there's, there's some 3D ones that True. they could release. They, they could put uh, the Switch one on there. You know, the one with the cooldowns on the guns. <laughs> <laughs> now there's like ah, uh, it's like Contra. I think there's one just called Contra, and then I think there's one called like Rogue. I think for like the ps1 it's mm -hmm. some weird like 3d ones maybe they could like re-release those i don't know it's weird they're weird but they could add four to it or just re-release four on like 
the 4DS, I guess, because they discontinued the 3DS, or yeah. just for the Switch. Speaking of these, like, collections, it, it's like you look at Castlevania, they could do at least two more collections of this caliber with those games, considering how many Castlevania, like, 2D Castlevanias there are. Yeah. It's like, Konami, you're sitting on a treasure trove of gaming goodness here, with all your cool franchises. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean... The Contra Collection is actually—it it was worth it. Yeah, it was for what you get bucks. out of it. Yeah, hardcore, even hardcore alone, it's worth it just for that one alone. Yeah, most most people would—I mean, back—I'm pretty sure those were released on the eShop, and people were paying six or seven dollars a pop for those games. To get them all for ten is not bad. I, I so I think I was satisfied with the purchase. So, for the last little bit of our episode. I thought maybe we could talk about games we either got for or kind of associate with christmas and i i chose one there's many and i've never gotten a console for christmas i've always got it for my birthday which is earlier in december but i usually used to get a game for christmas so for me the a game that i associate heavily with christmas is very near and dear to me actually uh, is darksiders 2 and that's a game that came out in august i believe of 2012 maybe september so this is an eight-year-old game, but I remember coming off of the first Darksiders earlier that year and learning that there was a sequel was just like too much for me to process. So as you know, the thing with Darksiders is that each Darksiders game is like a pastiche of another game. So Darksiders 1 is like God of War plus Zelda. Darksiders 3 is like Dark Souls. Genesis is like Diablo. But Darksiders 2 was like your like one of the earliest games i've played in the genre that's like a like a pretty open world but you have loot and armor that you can change out and equip it's randomized loot so borderlands did this and i played that but this is the first one i've played where you have like interchangeable armor that you have to keep switching and upgrading so immediately from the get-go the game sets itself up as like an epic rescue story where death has to rescue war from I forget who's captured him because it's been so long. But <laughs> I just remember having a ton of fun with this. Not only on Christmas morning, but for like weeks afterwards. Because unlike Darksiders 1, this game was like 50 hours long. And it has this really cool um, boss battle against like a giant stone thing. Where you're just riding around an open field with the horse. And the cool music is playing. Um, the puzzles were a lot better than Darksiders 1, even though the puzzles by the end grew like tiresome because there was just so many things keeping that game going. It, only a little bit of it felt like padding, but it just, something about that game always makes me think of Christmas because I think that was probably one of the most fun Christmas mornings I've ever had playing Darksiders 2. It's not a great game. It's good. It's not great, but it, it, for some reason, I always put that one on a higher pedestal than the rest because of like the fondness and the warmth and the joy I feel from it. So maybe in the future, like these are always good for setting up future episodes. Uh, maybe in the future we'll do a Darksiders uh, quadrilogy episode and talk about those. But in the interest of time, uh, why don't you tell us yours? What dawned on me is I have like two more, so I can do like th- I can do all three of these really quick. It's like really quick. Yeah, stories. go for it. So, I remember uh, the first time I got a 360, an Xbox 360, was uh, on a Christmas uh, day, mm-hmm. 
And then I remember the two games that I got was Sonic Unleash and Grand Theft Auto 4. Two good games. Yeah. Um, I remember, and the reason why I associate Grand Theft Auto 4 more with Christmas instead of Sonic Unleash is because I remember the first time having it, playing it, all this stuff. I didn't know you're not supposed to move the 360 because apparently back in the day, if you moved it with the game in it, it didn't have like a safety measure, so it would have like a, a scratched ring all like throughout the game, and there was no way of fixing it. It was one of those things where they, they didn't uh, realize, or I, I guess I don't know. I never I never realized how how it was overlooked, but it's just one of those things that they just never realized. And then I I don't know what happened. I don't know who moved it. I don't know if I moved it or one of my siblings moved it, but to the point where it wasn't working. So I remember I stayed home, but they took it back and. Then, I think it was at a GameStop, and they told him like, "No, like, it's a, it's a common like problem. Like, you just have to not move the 360 while it's playing it." So they actually uh funded, they actually refund a free copy though. They gave him a free copy, uh, because they told us what what, what happened basically. Hmm. And nobody wants so a broken game on bad. Christmas. No, uh, it was just one of those things where we didn't know. Uh, we didn't we didn't really you know like do research on that. It was just kind of things like. We didn't really know about it. I guess with the PS2, we kind of moved the PS2 here and there, even though it was still on, so it wouldn't. we kind of expected the same thing, but it didn't happen the same way. So uh, it was just a, a lesson learned, but it's a good thing that they didn't, like, say we couldn't get a refund or an exchange. They were just like, yeah, you can just get an exchange. Mm-hmm. I remember, and then another one is um, I got Guitar Hero 5 for the PS2. Oh. Um, we, I said this one before. Uh, it didn't work. Uh, they, I, I, looking back on it, it was my PS2. It wasn't the game, but it, it just it wouldn't work. So I took it back, and they asked me, "Do you want uh, another one, or do you want like your money back?" And I remember being like, "I don't play Guitar Hero. I've never played it. I have no interest in it." So I just said, "I'm just gonna take the money." So I, I just said, "I just want a money refund." That's I bought good. like <laughs> I bought San Andreas <laughs> that same day. I went straight to the section. I said, "I want that one, San Andreas." Yeah, that one, and I bought it. That's funny. I guess keep you got mind, a pretty good game with the money. Keep in, I mean, like, San Andreas is, is like my favorite one. But yeah. keep in mind, I'm like ten or something. I think like my sister had to like be like, "Oh no, it's for me," because I think she was at, uh, like seventeen at the, like, what or my parents just got it for me because they're that cool. They just like, yeah, we'll just get him San Andreas because yeah. San Andreas. I I just like driving and doing really cool cheat codes in that game. Like it was fun. It, it was a Merry but, Christmas. You got to do the Grand Theft Auto game where you do all kinds <laughs> of Grand Theft Auto things. I mean, the favorite part was literally just like driving around. Of course, that's the best part of making cars fly. That's the best part of San Andreas is the cheat codes. But uh, the two other ones are Jurassic Park: The Game by uh, Telltale's. Oh yeah, studio. I don't care what people say. I like that game. Uh, It's criminal that that uh, game is not like a TV show because it's the the game is soft canon, but I think. More or less, it is canon to the storyline. It actually is pretty much canon. I like even if there's certain loopholes, you can kind of figure them out, and it it still fits into the storyline. So, really like that game. Uh, I sold it a long time ago because it was for the 360. I sold it like a dummy. Ugh. Um, I I want that. Like now, I'm like I'm trying to find a copy of it, but it's like I sold it for like really cheap. Like I think I sold it like ten bucks, but it's like going for thirty. I'm just like, dang it. Well, I'm like I should have just kept my copy. Jurassic Park, uh, a series near 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 and dear to my heart i love that uh series and that game i really enjoyed it i played it 
it was a it was a fun time. I love that game, <laughs> and I have it for the PS3, but it's not physical; it's digital. Mm. I want like a physical version of it, so I'm still looking out for one. Yeah, that's important for us, I think, with certain things. Like yeah, my Switch games, like I like the physical copies. You know. <laughs> yeah, and then I think the last one, I'm I'm Prince of Persia fan. Like I one. The, the SNES version, even too, I like it. it. I think the SNES version is probably the worst version. There's like different versions that I want. I want to find like the Mac port and the, and, the, and the PC port and all that. But I'm a really big Prince of Persia fan. A couple bumps in the road here and there that series, but uh, I really like the Sands of Times. And then when the movie came out, they released the new game called uh the forgotten sands and it takes place in i believe it's after sands of times before warrior within with that whole trilogy so i remember when i saw the movie i actually went to go see the movie in theaters uh i didn't care i enjoyed it i actually thought it was i thought it was fine i was like it's actually not bad but i remember i wanted the i wanted the game but i didn't have a 360 at the time or a ps3 but uh eventually i got one and actually Years later, I don't know how long, but a couple years later, I did eventually get Forgotten Sands for Christmas. I remember that was one of those, like, Christmas games that I, like, wanted for so long, and I eventually got it, like, later on. I know, sometimes it could be, it it could surprise you or catch you off guard, like, uh, when I finally played Shovel Knight last year. Finally, after saying I want to play this game for six years or so, I I did finally get it. (laughs) So, stuff like that that pops up from time to time. Pretty good. If, If it was up to me... Sands of Times, the remake that's coming up soon. Uh, I think they delayed it though till March, but I'll probably pick that up. But if it was up to me, I would remake all four of them. I would oh, remake yeah. Forgotten Sands, Warrior Within, and The Two Thrones. I think I like the trilogy and the Forgotten Sands. I I know some people dislike it, but I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I liked it. It was a good uh, back to kind of basic Sands of Time, but it didn't like. I know there was a whole like kind of reboot. The reboot was all right, but. I just like the Sands of Time trilogy that like just more. It was I just really like the characters and the settings and the gameplay style of it. Yeah, I remember back in like the third episode we did this year, we were talking a lot about the the remake and the old game and how they were how you really liked those. And then the only other thing is Nintendo would uh, release the SNES version on their SNES Classic online lineup because that game is probably like. It's probably like my favorite game of all time. I mean, it's up there. We've got most of the dream on there already, so why not finish it? <laughs> why not finish it, with Nintendo? Rock, top it off with Rocky Road and Prince Burgess and next version was the Super Nintendo version. That would honestly that I would be like, I don't need a Super Nintendo anymore. The Switch has it. It has it all. Honestly, that was a pretty good Christmas present from Nintendo putting on the DKC three. To be honest. <laughs> Hey, man if they put returns like i'm just saying if they put returns yeah like a switch be, version I would of love, returns. switch would be hands down best console you know when you were talking about guitar hero it made me remember that one christmas uh actually the same christmas i got my ps3 for my birthday i got dj mm-hmm. hero for christmas and i did play that game and i was really good at that Ooh. game i was pro at that game man i could play on expert without missing anything <laughs> but oh, I was man. always bad at Guitar Hero. Like, normal was fine. Normal or hard. But DJ Hero, ooh, expert. All day. <laughs> <laughs> and the soundtrack was really good. Uh, That's another thing I associate with Christmas. That's one of those, like, big toys that you open up on Christmas. DJ Hero. It was real good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I-, I guess for this Christmas, too, I think for the both of us, uh, I-, I got a I got a PS5, and that's kind of my, like, Christmas gift yeah, to myself. I- like, 
I got that early Christmas gift. But another thing where I, I it's my second console getting on a holiday season. And I mean, I I got myself one one little Christmas present that that keeps on giving. And that's the Monster Hunter World expansion that I'm finally getting around to. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm telling you, 60 frames, it makes a difference. But Monster Hunter is the gift that keeps on giving. Whether you want it to or not, you're going to have a rough time coming back in after not having played for about two years. So, Merry Christmas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Robert, are we done for the week? I think that should wrap up the last video for 2020. Yep. So, like always, we really want to thank you guys for listening. I don't know the numbers for the other sites, but I know Podbean. So, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can listen wherever you want to. Either way, we appreciate it. We want to thank you for, for sticking with us. And we've got some special stuff coming up next year. So, in the spirit of, in the spirit of Christmas... We're going to pass it back over to the narrator of this Christmas tale. Um, And he'll sign us off. So with all that said, the episode is done. I'm sure like me, you had some Christmas fun. The crew's back next week with something cool. A New Year's episode that's pretty old school. So hey, it's like they always say. The real Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas Oogie's Revenge was the friends we made along the way. So Merry Christmas to all, and to all, don't lose sight. Put Ice Cap Zone back in Sonic 3, that'd be a delight.